Hi guys, welcome to Dead by Tomorrow Interviews. My name is Daniel Winter and my co-host is Andrew Monroe. As we explore different topics that are worth thinking about today, we want to bring in guests to share their own unique perspective. We hope you enjoy hearing from our guests as much as we enjoy talking to them. Well, hello to our favorite listeners. Welcome back to the show. We have your Challenge 2 Coding Bootcamp Challenge mid-challenge update. And I am sure we will tidy up that title uh, for the episode. But uh, welcome back. We are thrilled to have you guys. And in case you somehow missed the previous episode, the prequel to this, which we highly recommend because this is definitely a continuation episode, not a standalone. But our challenge for March is coding. And specifically, Daniel and I both decided we were going to learn SQL. And we left a little teaser in there about a friend of ours, Brett, who was also going to learn a language, and that ended up being Python. So we've got Brett on, and I'm going to toss it over to Daniel to talk to us about who Brett is and get this show on the road. I'm pretty excited. Brett is one of our longest time listeners. And honestly, we've been trying to get him on the podcast for, I kid you not, probably a full year at least at this point. So we finally were able to to find something that maybe Brett was excited enough to to talk about to grace us with his presence. And the joke's on Brett because this year, um, you know, it's not just you you do an interview and then you get to go off and kind of do your own thing. Since he joined us for the challenge, that means we're actually going to get him for two episodes. So I, maybe maybe it worked out. Maybe it was it was fate that kind of kept it until now. But Brett is is a good friend of ours. I actually met him playing Ultimate Frisbee, and then we realized that pretty much everything about our past is identical. And so we decided that we should be friends. So Brett is a uh, he's a project manager at Striker. So he probably, I assume, is going to have a little bit more use for some of the the technical knowledge that we've been learning this month. Andrew, maybe you'll you'll get more use from it. I don't know if I will, but Brett, welcome on. Excited to have you. <laughs> tell me uh tell me how your day's been first off hello world get it because we're doing a program <laughs> challenge and i just thought that should be i've been thinking about the last yeah, time the shower it. i, I was it. like oh my gosh tomorrow i'm gonna be on the podcast with, with daniel and andrew and what should i say first i thought hello world and there i just said it and i think uh it's going to really resonate with all our robot listeners <laughs> robot listeners there are millions of programmers out there I'm just glad to hear that you're also thinking about me in the oh, show. Yeah, on a good as night. As I'm a good night. Well, my day was, to answer your question, <laughs> great day. The weather is nice. I think spring is, is here in Dallas. Um, I'm honored to be on the show. I'm a huge fan. I, I would argue that I think I'm y'all's biggest fan. And I say that, I say that knowing <laughs> that there are loved ones and mothers <laughs> listening to the podcast. And I, and I, I, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. My my mom might take offense. Hillary, I mean, she'll probably hear this episode in like three years and be like, oh, yeah, Brett's probably right. But my mom, she's going to probably text me tomorrow. The episode won't be out tomorrow, but she's still going to probably text me tomorrow and take offense at that. So just just be ready. That's a couple of words. <laughs> well, this is definitely a, um, I, I feel like instead of like an interview, this is um, one of your fans getting to join in on the podcast. And this is really cool for me and it means a lot. And I started listening to the podcast um, because my friends were doing this cool thing and I want to support my friends. 
I've stuck around because I'll put a lot of thought into it and it's made me better and challenged me and it's good content. Friends or not. So thank y'all for doing it. It's been really cool. I'm going to tear up over pie. here. <laughs> you even have tissues. This is, this is great. Ready, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew, you knew the waterworks were coming. <laughs> we'll have to have a cry break real quick. <laughs> so with, with our guest, um, we always want to take a little bit of time to just let you share a little bit about who you are. A lot of, a lot of people that kind of means talking about work, um, sometimes it's talking about different passions and different things like that. So we will certainly get into what we've been doing with our coding challenge. We'll, we'll kind of devote maybe the back half of our episode for that. But before we get there, we got to give you the guest treatment like any other <laughs> guest. And so hopefully I didn't, uh, hopefully you haven't been promoted since the last time I read your, your resume. So working at Striker, yeah. <laughs> obviously we've got a mutual love for Frisbee, but tell us, tell us a little bit more about who Brackney is. Yeah, well, I live uh, here in Dallas, just a block away. From you, Daniel, which is awesome. We've been well, the, block, the block might be a stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can, yeah, six houses or so. It's awesome. Um, live here with my wife of eight years um, and our daughter. We are so we're six weeks behind the parenting journey behind Daniel and Hillary. So Eden is sixteen months old. And, uh, being a dad is it's been a blast. Um, but yeah, uh, husband, father. Um, I'm super into the, the Jesus thing. I'm not just like a Christian, like, you know, check the box. Like if you have to choose, like in a survey, I'm like into it. I mean, I, I lead two Bible studies, darn it. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm deep. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, do we need to like go bleep that darn it? Out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bleep it out. They'll be like, oh, what did he say? <laughs> He's an edgy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Frisbee, as far as hobbies, we met playing ultimate. Haven't gotten to play in a little bit, but. Hope to be back out there soon. Uh, what else? What else? I can't, I'm not, as far as hobbies go, I can't hang with y'all when it comes to gaming. Mm. So I uh, feel like I, I fell behind in college and just haven't caught up, but I replaced that with with uh, board games. So super into nerdy board games. If there's any other listeners who are, got some favorite board games, um, let me know. Yeah, let, let the record show. So first of all, Brett says that he's kind of fallen off in the video games thing, but after this episode, we're gonna we're gonna play some of the new 2K, and if mm. we don't play on the same team, Brett will definitely beat me. It'll probably be with Ben Simmons because he's broken in those games. So yeah. uh, don't don't let him fool you. And on the board game front, again, um, we uh, we we recently were able to finally kind of put some beef behind us. I had like a 15 game losing streak in a game called Unmatched, which is really awesome. Brett introduced me to it, and then proceeded to beat me at least 15 times in yeah, a row, but I, that's true. I finally, finally got a win a week or two ago and, um, I'm, I'm willing to play again. I, that's, that's all I need. Just win yeah, out of 15. Let the, let the record show. I did not throw the game, <laughs> but I wanted to, cause I was like, oh my gosh, my friend who is so like Daniel is the kind of friend who will play board games with you, knowing that you love them. Even if he is not like, I can't always tell if he's into it. I was like, I'm about to never have Daniel play another board game with me <laughs> because he cannot win at this game and he's so competitive. I didn't throw the game, but I, I considered it. And, uh, but now he won and, uh, we could play again. <laughs> so we still get to be board game buddies. Andrew, come play board games with me next time you're in Dallas. I would love to play. I heard about the, and so I want you to know, Brett, 
Daniel didn't tell me about the board game until <laughs> he won a game. I had not known how many games y'all played, or that y'all were playing in general. It's like, he is. He's a little insane sometimes. <laughs> so I get it. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to play it. I was going to ask you about what it's like being a project manager, and I'm I'm prepping you because I will still ask you that before we get into the coding. But first, I want to ask you about board games because I love board games. Favorite? Okay. What is your favorite? Favorite board game. And I say this as like a, this is, this would be my recommendation for people, whether they're like super into board games or they've just played like your standard, like Clue, Monopoly, you know, Life, those kind of games would be Small World. Have you played Small World? Yes. Yes. So we'll get to that in a second, but yes, I love it. It's good. Like two to five, you can even play with six, just simple board game. Just land grabbing game, but then it, it makes it fun by um, you play with different races and they're paired up with random magic like powers and abilities. And so it's a strategy game just mixed up with just a, enough randomness and chaos where it's just super accessible, super fun. If you're you're even thinking about getting a board game and, and get into like board gaming, get get Small World. Small World's my recommendation. So I've got something for you there that I can actually maybe bring to the table that you might not know about on Small World. And I'm very excited because this is actually Mm -hmm. my segue into trying to get you to play with me. Uh, You can get Small World on Steam, uh, on the computer. And it is a fully fleshed out uh, digital version of Small World online. So you can play board games with people on the computer across, you know, the state. So uh, I've been wanting to play it. I got it at a sell. It was pretty cheap, but like even the full price wasn't too bad. I think it was still cheaper than the actual board game. Um, and you don't have to set it up. It sets itself up. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty cool. The only time I've played it, I'm going to throw this out there too, uh, because it reminds me a little bit of you and Daniel playing. I know you didn't do this. I have a friend that I played a lot of board games with or used to before he actually moved to Fort Worth. But I swear... He only introduced me to games <laughs> after he figured out how to play them. And so he'd be like, hey, let's, and Small World was one of those. That's why I was kind of like, well, yeah, I've, I've played it once. Um, and so he'd get them. He'd play them. He'd be like, hey, let's, let's go play this game. I'd be like, okay, great. And we'd play it. He'd dominate me. And, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out the rules and yeah. he's pulling shenanigans. He's like pulling out expansion and, uh, pack characters. So I've played a lot of games just once like, like that. Because, that yeah. yeah. Just crazy stuff. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'll teach you how to play. Or we're going to just hammer him. He's like, oh, by the way, you can do this thing. Watch. And I'm like, oh. That's awesome. Hey, so, okay, wait. What's your what's your favorite favorite board game? I guess Probably I'm, my answer, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if D&D counts as a board game, it could maybe be D&D. Just because I mm. love the social aspect. And uh, because competitive levels, you know, differ so often, it's nice to have a game where it doesn't necessarily, you know, like it, it bugs me when I play with people that aren't competitive on like a board game. And it can also be frustrating if, you know, you've got someone who is too competitive that's, you know, not letting everybody else have fun. So that's why I like D&D is it kind of brings, it, it takes out that conflict of levels of interest and everybody can just kind of go with it. But oh, for sure, whenever I want to beat somebody, Carcassonne. <laughs> <laughs> Build, building roads? Are you a road builder? Mm, a farmer. Lazy farmer. Yep. <laughs> Sneak. I, I get that win at the end. <laughs> Man, I, 
Nobody else has played Carcassonne. No one's going to... People are like, what is going on? We're talking about coding on this episode, not farming. (laughs) But if you play, do you know? If you play Carcassonne with Andrew, then he will not seed the farmland. Like, if if I want to win Carcassonne, all I need to do is bring a friend who's willing to just try to take the farmland from Andrew, and they'll just (laughs) battle it out the whole game. Just build my castles and... Okay, I'm taking notes. Yeah, yeah, I will. (laughs) The farm is mine forever. I will. I will dump 110 percent in. It'll be like 10 moves in. I'll have 10 people out. (laughs) All right, that's it, guys. Y'all have fun playing the rest of the game. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, before we get into the coding, I need to know what a project manager does on a day to day basis. Like Mm. today is Tuesday, uh, March 14th or 15th. I'm not even sure what the actual date is. What'd you do today? Yeah. What does a project manager's manager's day-to-day life look like? And how does yeah, coding affect well, it? If you want to lead in the coding, tell us why that might ooh, be okay. something you're wanting to learn. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a project manager for Stryker, which is a big medical tech company. Does everything from implants to medical beds to robots. My division, we do integrated operating rooms. So like operating room infrastructure equipment, like surgical lighting, medical booms, uh, audio visual, uh, integration equipment, uh, connectivity equipment. And so we, we kind of design, um, install and, uh, implement the, these OR solutions. So on good days, on rare good days, I feel like a true project manager. I'm managing, uh, you know, scope budget, uh, and, and timeline and planning meetings. And, uh, but then on days like today, I am uh, trying to make sure I've got installers where they're supposed to be and ordering parts that didn't show up, calling customers, um, making sure they're on track for installs. And I don't know, it it depends on the day, Um, but a lot of times it's just putting out little fires and pretending like you know what you're doing. Emails while on on meetings. That's what it was today. Emails and texts while. Honestly, that... Sounds like my day. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty similar. A lot of yeah. making sure people are where, where they need to be. So as you described some of your day to day, and as we think about, all right, you, you want to learn Python. Um, where, where is some of the overlap? Like I, I have some background in C++ a little bit and like Java, not a ton. Um, but is that something you feel like you're going to be able to bring into your day-to-day or, or if not, why, why Python? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like I'm, I'm just getting now far enough into where I think I can realize like my goal, like my goal is to kind of automate some of my just day-to-day like practices. That's, that would be like my stretch goal for like this month. By the end of it, even if it's just something small, um, I want to be able to just automate part of my daily or weekly routine. Um, but on top of that, I just hadn't coded, hadn't done any programming since, since college and wanted a super accessible language and research Python. So, uh, but yeah, my goal would be to automate just the simple processes, uh, my days a little bit, a bit more streamlined. So with, with the software that you have at your company and technology and things like that, are you going to have to get any specific, like edit access to be able to automate things? Are you talking about being able to automate something like scheduling for your installers or, or have you started to think about yet? Like what you could automate? 
Yeah. Yeah. So specifically like, like pulling certain reports, so taking big data sets and then pulling reports and then just pulling like my information. So, you know, at any time I've got 50 projects going on at a time, um, ranging from multi operating room installs to just quick surgical light upgrades, um, and single rooms. So being able to pull my information from the large data set of, uh, you know, a whole month of nationwide installs and, and then just pulling like almost creating like custom reports and stuff, um, rather than having to, um, kind of pull it from different systems and then, then put it into Excel or some other type of spreadsheet. So, um, now, as you talk about that, that kind of sounds like, like what I'm wanting to do, because I mean, like, you'd be like, man, I spent a whole month learning Python and I should have been learning SQL. I wanted to be different. It's a hundred percent what I was thinking. I was like, oh no, Brett messed up. He should be in SQL. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's okay. Python works too. You need to know both, yeah. honestly, if you want to be able to really be effective. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just do another month and, and we'll flip. Yeah. And, yeah. And I will learn Python. I'll have to run it back. Y'all can move on to other challenges. <laughs> Brett will still be March's, March's challenge. I still think it's funny that y'all went from uh, um, like a happiness challenge to, okay, what next program? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, we we don't necessarily claim to have a ton of rhyme and reason to, <laughs> to what we're doing. You know, maybe we do have rhyme and reason. I take it back. We had to, we had to learn how to you know, manage our days and be happy and, you know, what, what we're able to do to get out of the down in the dumps so that we could beat ourselves down with learning yeah. programming. That's, that's what it was. It was strategic. Okay. I, I got to throw right my two cents in on that real quick because <laughs> I, I've had a blast learning SQL. Um, and, and this is hopefully a lesson that others can listen or take from it, but learning something so fresh and new, uh, obviously there's a small learning curve. Like, Figuring out how to get uh, PG admin up and uh, getting figured, deciding that Postgres SQL was what I was going to use. Um, like, there was some weird stuff. I was like, this is so dumb and hard. Like, I can't even get started. This is annoying. But once I got rolling, and I'm, I'm assuming you guys run into this too, and a lot of people probably listening do as well, uh, it was nice to be able to get pretty simple stuff as like a win, like learning the select uh you know insert you know table from insert uh column i'm sorry had that backwards but you know what i mean <laughs> being able to I do, might. do do our listeners i don't know <laughs> so plus the thing so like learning really really basic syntax for sql and i'm sure python's the same way um getting these like kind of small wins by learning something is really cool it's it's like learning a new language but like one that you've never dabbled in. It's not like trying to pick up Spanish for the 12th time where you already know a lot of basic words. It's like trying to pick up something crazy that you know nothing. And so when you learn that first word, you're like, hey, I've got one. I, I know what this word means. Um, so I don't know. For me, it's been a really big kind of dopamine boost being like, oh, hey, look, you got that. You got that. I'm, I'm just now running into the parts where it's like, okay, this is taking two or three or four, you know, bangs of the head against the wall to get it down and so like sure the discouragement's now kind of sinking a little bit but like the last 15 days um it's been really chill like i i 
watch a video, practice it real quick. I'm like, Hey, I've got that down. And it's, it's really simple stuff because it is, it's simple stuff, but you have to know those simple things. And it's not like trying to learn like grammatically correct Spanish. Have you picked up 50% of the vocab words already? Like we've already gotten past the easy part in Spanish. So I think it's fun. I, I would generally agree on the days that I feel like I've got some of the brain power to be able to do it. Um, I think some of the, some of where it's not as fun or where it's challenging. Like if we look at my chart, there were three days in a row that on the lessons and concepts learns, I, I just put rough week. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't learn anything. I didn't do anything that day. It was, I was pretty absorbed with work and personal life. And I think that is what can be a little bit tough about a challenge. And that's where I'm glad we sort of did a happiness challenge first um is just this feeling of i failed because today i didn't make any progress towards what this goal that i have set was but since we've this is now our second challenge and kind of in doing the happiness challenge it wasn't like every single day was a win but it was still useful over the course of the entire month that's helpful now to me to feel like okay you know what i missed three days it's not the end of the world. I'm, I'm not calling this challenge a failure. You know, there were still things that I was able to learn. And I just need to, instead of hitting 1 a.m. and saying, I didn't do my sequel today, I have to log it. I'm going to try to just struggle through this at 1 a.m. so I can check the box. I, I feel free to say, you know what? It's a rough week. I'm going I'm to call it good for today. And I'll, I'll try to learn something in a day or two when it slows down. Sure. That we all need to be able to do like you <laughs> consistency is great but sometimes you just gotta be okay with not you know hitting the goal for a day what about you brett have that you been consistent has it been easy hard do you hate python now <laughs> like what's your take on a plan with your coding yeah i feel like uh you know i'm, I'm like running 50 50 right now so i'm hoping to turn a corner here midway through the month and just be uh off to the races and, and learning a whole bunch this back half of the month because yeah it's kind of similar to daniel uh going into march like this was going to be a uh you know like just a good month to kind of rework kind of work-life balance and even take on like challenges like this and then all of a sudden um i'm, I'm having to cover down again at, at work and uh even just had some cool personal opportunities like come up and things got busy and so I've had like a, a few days in a row where I'm consistent and then a few days where I'm not. Um, so I, I feel like I've got some catching up to do, but, um, even a few of the days that, um, I, you know, check the box, uh, in the evening and I, I pull up my laptop, start a video, um, practice in Python, learn some basics. Definitely some of those days I would not have been doing it. If it was just me on my own, trying to learn a program and doing it with you guys. Um, it, it's gotten me further. And so it's been cool. Um, so I appreciate y'all inviting me to be a part of it. Even if at the end of the month, I'm like, I should just been like Daniel and Andrew and, and learned, uh, sequel and I'd actually be able to do <laughs> what, what my goal from the start is. But, um, no, it's, it's been good. I, and I feel like all three of us, like we're, we're not, we haven't done much programming since college, high school, never really been a, like, it's like one course that we had to take in college kind of thing. Is yeah. That where we're all, okay. That's where I'm coming from. So. Yeah, one course that I got carried through by a man named Muhammad. 
Of course. Thank God for Muhammad. Thank God for Muhammad. <laughs> uh, he's probably out there making just bukus of money now because he probably learned to code properly. <laughs> well, he cheated. He knew how to code before we came into the class. Well, I'm then he definitely is making money. money. He's smart and he knows how to code. <laughs> so there was two things you said that uh, it triggered something I had to, I guess, speak to. So first... Yeah. This is why I like the challenges is there's something about doing a thing, doing something that is outside of your comfort zone, outside, outside of that norm with somebody else or other people. Honestly, the more people I think that are holding you accountable, um, the, the easier it is to be consistent and do it more often. Uh, there's so many things that <laughs> I just don't do on my own, like going back to Spanish or, you know, journaling or whatever, coding, anything you want to pick. Yep. You can almost say like, hey, when Andrew did something well, it's because I was doing it with Daniel. And I was like, hey, Daniel, let's do this thing. Let's go do a race in four months and train for a race. Let's, you know, work on our Spanish, whatever it is. Um, so highly recommend doing these kind of things. It doesn't have to be coding or happiness, but pick a buddy, pick a group of buddies and get it going. Like, you know, we have a, there's obviously more friends than the three of us. Getting some of our friend groups to get in on with this kind of stuff, I would absolutely love. I don't know if any of them would actually be about it, but having like four or five people doing the same thing like that is kind of like a, a weird dream of mine. <laughs> so I love it. Um, <laughs> but that said, whenever we're talking about, you know, you're learning your Python, Daniel's learning a SQL, um, I already know almost 100% that Daniel's database that he works on day in and day out is SQL based. Does Striker use something similar or what does y'all's backend look like that you're accessing or is everything really a lot of like Google calendars, Gmail, and, you know, a hodgepodge of different services? Or do you have like a, a centralized database that a lot of your workflows come out of? That's an awesome question. And I wish I'll have to see if I can uh, pull up a screenshot and it's something I could actually send to you, but there all of, we have so many systems that are constantly talking to each other. And, uh, even just from a broad level, even in my division, we actually work out of like two ERPs. We work, work out of like both Oracle and SAP just for, um, order tracking. Um, so just with that said, it, it is a mess. And it's actually something that our, our company as a whole, we're trying to streamline and kind of condense, um. So yeah, I mean, you name it, there's, there's probably something there and there's different reports, even at my level, I'm mostly working with power BI to pull different reports and pull data, um, and then out of like, you know, I'm working out power BI and Salesforce, uh, and the back end, that's something I'd have to dig into as far as what the actual, um, I'm sure there's some SQL in there. Or cool, uh, for our company, you know, I just. They're a little pricey for us, and it was a lot more uh, stuff than we needed. And so, right. and I actually was just looking at Power by the other day because I have almost no ability to do visualization with what I'm using. And uh, I was like, man, maybe that's what I need to do. And I jumped in. I was like, mm, not today, Satan. And I uh, bounced <laughs> off of it. So <laughs> I get it. It's hard to, especially if you're using that many different things, those are all individual platforms that I would not want to touch without being pretty familiar in itself right yeah i know 
I know for a fact that SQL is what a lot of our report stuff is built off of, which is the only reason I was familiar with it in the first place. And so um, there are a few, I feel like what, what might be interesting to me and I'll start is just kind of sharing some of the things that I was able to learn so far. And again, maybe this can be useful if somebody's trying to figure out if they want to pick up SQL, if they want to pick up Python and say like, all right, if, if these guys that have no coding background in, in 14, 15 days can learn some of this stuff, maybe this is worth worth picking up and, and you know give a little bit of background on that. So for my company, we use SQL for all sorts of data storage and in a role that I play, which is essentially kind of like an operations director, there's so much data that I have to be able to pull on uh, my people, my clients, like saying, you know, our, what is our metrics in terms of um, how efficiently our staff is working? How can we use that with staffing reports? You know, what is our um, net promoter score? Like, what is our utilization across all these clients? All this sort of stuff, like all of that goes into SQL tables. And in the past, if I needed a data point, I was like, okay, I need to know the number of this type of solution that was done for this client on this date, and then how many of those were tied to particular survey and what the score is and all that kind of stuff. If the report didn't already exist, I basically had to submit that report request to our data team, and they would have to work with me back and forth on um, the the requirements, and then they would sort of build the report either one time or if it was useful enough, you know, they would give me the drop downs where I could just run that data and over and over. So now that I've been going through SQL, I have at least a semi better understanding of some of the prompts that they're putting in mm -hmm. to run those reports. And so Andrew alluded to earlier, there's uh, select and from is kind of like the most basic thing that you write out in SQL, which is saying select whatever columns of data you want from whatever table you want it to come from. So if I have a table that has a health pro name and then it has a net promoter score and you know it has a date then i could say select health pro name select net promoter score from a table and then it'll pull those those pieces of data and then where you get to get into some of the nuances um there are all sorts of things you can do to basically write what i would call if statements in sql it's called case when where it's different criteria have to be met in order to pull that data. And you can use join to pull different tables together. And really just even in a couple weeks of working on this, I feel like at a minimum, I now have a better understanding if I want to go back to the reporting team and ask them to build something for, for me, I can at least make a more educated request. And then hopefully by the end of this, my goal would be to talk to one of our you know, directors on the IT side and say, hey, can you can you give me the plug-in to the SQL side of things so I could try to actually write a script and get some of this data for myself? That's kind of been my experience so far. Andrew, I'm curious. I know you had a database you wanted to unlock. What 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 have you learned? Are you getting any closer to it? Yes. Okay. So first I've got to agree with you, uh, which you know, typical. <laughs> but <laughs> It, it has been kind of fun because everything we do um, 
is based off the software called Sonar, and that's very specific to our industry. But it's all SQL, and just just going through this last half month of it, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. So anybody that is working in any kind of like background like that, and when we say 15 days, we're talking about like 30 minutes a day tops. Um, there's been plenty of days where I like, it was 30 minutes total, but it was like probably 10 minutes of watching videos and like 15 minutes of me practicing what was in the video and then playing the video some more. Um, very, very minimal effort, honestly, in my opinion. And it has had this huge effect on the understanding of what is happening in the background of this thing that I use for six to 12 hours a day, depending on what kind of day I'm having. Um, so that, it's pretty cool. Uh, funnily enough on the database, I was like, basically after I figured out what was going on, I was like, okay, cool. I, I know how to upload a, a file here. Let me upload this database. So I tried to drop it in and it didn't work. And honestly, <laughs> I still don't know why. It's a .sql file. <laughs> um, Postgres only wants a .tar file. And I looked up how to convert a SQL to a, a .sql to a .tar. And it was like, uh, you can do it if you pay a bunch of money for how big of a file it is. And all these files are huge. Who has a five meg size database? That's just BS. So anyways, um, <laughs> I tabled it. I was like, okay, I need to be learning, not playing with this. By the end of this, probably I'll figure out a way to get it in. Um, so I have yes, not. I, I want that for you. This is like a treasure hunt. <laughs> that, that data file is the, is the treasure. It's you have Well, to- I'm going to get into it and I'm going to be like, oh. I know so little, uh, but I mean, just with what I've got, it's, it's a little stuff like someone will be like, Hey, um, I paid a bill back in, you know, April, 2018. Uh, what was that bill? And then we're like, we, we don't know. It's in the old database. Uh, we don't have access to it. <laughs> how do you not have access to your history? And I'm like, well, well we have, it. we just don't know how to get into it. So like little stuff like that, I'm almost paused. I'm going to be able to, you know, pull up that customer ID and, uh, pull their data from it. Cause I know how to do that now. I just have to figure out why my uh, my SQL doesn't want to work. I also, coincidentally, um, was spinning up an AWS server to put a uh, Microsoft SQL server on it for this whole other project at the company. And it was kind of fun because I was like, oh, I actually almost understand why and what's happening now that I'm doing this. Um, miserably spun the server up. Like, I, I spent probably three days uh, trying to figure out AWS and how to get a server up and get all this software loaded into it. And the developer uh, ended up just having to take my creds and delete everything and do it himself. So that was disheartening. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I tried and I I at least understood where I was coming from, even though I was unsuccessful. Um, Application has not happened yet despite best efforts that's fair and and the the goal for the end of the month is still the database is that where you're at yeah i i think i'm honestly not worried about it um if all else fails i know i'm i mentioned so there's a whole bunch of different ways and python's the same way you've got different uh this is where i'm gonna butcher it but like modules that you can be working with um and sql's kind of the same way as well where you've got these different almost versions of SQL. Like, hey, which which version of SQL are you wanting to use? And what does the user interface that matches that 
version of SQL look like? And basically the syntax all kind of makes sense, especially the the basics that we're learning. We haven't gotten into very, I don't think Daniel and I have gotten into very specific, like, oh, this is that style of SQL specific stuff. We're, we're learning the basic basics that's going to apply across all flavors of SQL. Um, same with what Brett's doing with Python, I assume. Um, we, we aren't getting to the specifics yet. So if all else fails, I'll just go spin up a different um, SQL, you know, like the Microsoft SQL Server, uh, something like that. And I will see if that takes the SQL file because something has to. Um, it just might not be Postgres. Or it might just not be, uh, that's, the, that's the flavor. It might not be PG Admin, which is what I'm using to interface with my SQL syntax. So you might just have to find you a different just, interface. You have, you have to unlock that thing. That's, we'll get there. We got, we need to band together. <laughs> My limited Python knowledge that I'm accruing. Y'all's knowledge is, we got it. We got to get it up. I don't know. We'll, we got to do it. If all else fails, we'll, we'll reach out to Daniel. We'll get Daniel to get his IT team to unlock a dummy server for him. And then we'll backdoor my file into his dummy server. <laughs> yes, it's the perfect plan. Perfect. And they'll be like, hey, how are you burning like 10 gigs on our cloud server here, Daniel? <laughs> we gave you like five megs of data to play with. No reason. Like it's, <laughs> it's for the good. It's for the greater good. Yeah. All right, Brad, tell us, tell us about Python. What have you learned? Oh my gosh. So little. It's incredible. <laughs> Um, actually I was super excited just starting things. I, I was just not programming since college. I just, I was like, man, I don't even know where to start, what to download, um, what editor to use and found just a couple quick resources and it was cool. I mean, like day one or day two, I was typing in code and doing, you know, the, the typical just print hello world. Um, so from there I've, I've mostly just done basic uh, like input output basic arithmetic i've done some um working with some data sets and, and doing some conversions but it's mostly like basic arithmetic functions and uh too fancy yet so i got some some more learning to do so is the goal still end of month automate some something even something small i'd love to yeah that's still the goal and do you like if you wanted to could you go and start writing code today, or are you going to have to get IT to unlock something special for you? Well, right now I'll probably have to um, do some manual work on the front end to be able to pull the data set and some of the stuff that I, I want to work with. I'd have to, you know, partner with my IT team to truly automate everything that I would. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still learning, and we'll see where I'm at at the end of the month. And um, but yeah, we definitely have some more steps to do to 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 uh, I don't know. Um, streamline some things with my my work, what I do on day to day. Well, I'm hopeful. I'm excited to for each of us to kind of report back where we end up. Right. And you know, if all of us are are foiled by, in Brett and I's case, our IT, and in Andrew's case, I guess it's uh, I don't know software accepting your they, file. They're really gonna <laughs> fail at this. I've I've got a credit card. I've got full access to the data. I've got way more access than I should have to anything. Um, I am the super admin on our database. Yes. Uh, right. I'm jealous of your power. Well, don't so, be Andrew, because... You're the, you're the chosen one. Yeah. All right, here's, here's the deal. 
Andrew, if, if Brett and I get foiled in our attempts to get the access that we need with our company resources, just uh, just make us consultants for Plains Internet <laughs> and yeah, and just let us run rampant. Absolutely, I will let right. I you know, Brett's got a uh, got his stuff going on. My inbox could use some coding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can always use some custom reports. Y'all are welcome to do whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Perfect. We've got a backup plan. Let's do it. <laughs> and honestly, like, uh, on one hand, I think it was the worst that could happen. It was the worst that could happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I should take that back, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you can stand by that until the worst happens. <laughs> All right. So. We'll we'll obviously circle back at the end of the month and we'll mm. report on our our collective successes and uh, either either we'll we'll get access and and we'll make a light and striker much better places or we'll take planes internet to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things is gonna definitely happen. I mean, that's our fallback plan. I I mean, come on. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> April's challenge: How to do a good job hunt. <laughs> no reason. How to, how to interview well. <laughs> Resume built. Yeah, that's that's the real end. <laughs> I love it. Well, Brett, since you are a special guest on the episode and you're you're being interviewed, we do always give the opportunity and and the right for storytelling. So. We're at the end of this episode. And again, the nice thing is maybe you've got a couple of stories you want to tell. Well, you can, you can share the next episode as well. So it is, it is your story time. You'd like to share. Oh, oh, okay. Well, buckle up guys. I've got two stories and I'll have to think of more stories for the next episode. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I have a story for each of you. Um, I, I know I'm, previous episodes because i'm a long time listener <laughs> uh people have shared stories just fun stories that were about y'all's relationships and, and cool things that y'all have done in the past i have a story for each of you andrew first for you i know we've only gotten to i feel like our friendship is made stronger through daniel who's the bridge like we, we've only gotten to hang out a handful of times yeah not I a feel lot like we keep yeah, we keep up with each other through Daniel, which is awesome. I love that. And you can through, I mean, I hear your voice every other week on the podcast, but. I'm um, so sorry. <laughs> no, Danby, hey, also with, with that, I want to say that you are, you're really good at self-deprecating humor, but you are <laughs> sneaky smart. Okay. Like, well, I'm a huge you. fan. You are, I feel like you're, you just like sell yourself as this underdog, like, ah, hey, but you're, uh. You're sharp, dude. You're sharp, dude, Andrew. Um, Don't but tell the, everybody. That's, that's, that's Andrew's true. kryptonite. That's <laughs> Andrew's kryptonite. <laughs> Just to be fair, he thrives on people doubting him. So <gasps> I just, and, and maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe, maybe that gives us secret away. All my secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but the, Sorry, okay, we so interrupted your story. I'm, I'm bad with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back to story time. Story time. I think three years ago, we played in a beach frisbee tournament. Oh. I'm bad with timelines, so check, check my timeline. But I want to say three years ago, in, down in Galveston, it's a one-day sand beach frisbee tournament. 
it's brutal. It starts out first game, super fun. But then by game five, you're just, you're done. Your legs are done, but you're still playing. Um, so first game, we get out there in the morning, first game, it's like four on four. We're running in the sand. We're like all warmed up, hyped. We've got a pretty good squad. And Andrew, I don't remember what you tore, but you hurt your knee like first game, like tore something, several ligaments, pop, pop. And I, having had knee injuries, um, how you handled that, first of all, you, you played it off pretty cool, but you hung out the rest of the day with the team. Like you stayed all day, like just hanging out, eat snacks, cheering everybody on. And I'll never forget. I'm like, man, I, I was just getting to know you, but I was like, I, I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't have that much team spirit where I'd be able to hang out, represent and have such a good attitude after just hurting myself and being in pain. And so I, I share that story. Just, man, I so admired you. I, I don't, from that point on, I was blown away. I was never seeing somebody who could have such a good like team spirit and just have that mentality. Um, Daniel, uh, um, you, I've never seen someone who is, um, uh, so intentional with their time, but also so generous with their time. Um, when I think I was like a month away from Eden's due date. So Angela's like super pregnant. We decided to remodel our kitchen. Um, hindsight, not the better timing. <laughs> uh, we did get it done shortly after she was born. Um, but I remember me and needing help to demo the kitchen and you, I mean, immediately said yes, carved out a whole day and we destroyed the kitchen. And there's literally like your sweat and I think some blood. A little bit of blood. In the, yeah, in the walls and floors of uh, our newly renovated kitchen. But your, your cabinet talk was made of rebar and concrete. Literally rebar and concrete. Yeah, Andrew, I've got to send you some photos of. Yeah, so I want to see this. I'll put them in the home. show notes if you send them over. <laughs> <laughs> 1951 home. We had, you know, just like classic tile looking, you know, the, the little four inch square tiles. Countertop. And then like a backsplash, black and white, old school checkered look. I didn't realize that that was on top of even older, like pastel yellow tile that was on top of like a concrete with like reinforced steel mesh. It was like a, a civil engineer student, <laughs> like his senior project was to design my kitchen countertop. This thing was so tough. We were beating on it, chrome bars, we we're trying to cut it, grind it out. Um, it was insane. But Daniel just, I mean, I don't know where he gets the time, but if, if a friend needs help, he's there. I've always admired um, that about you. I'm sitting right next to you. I don't know why I'm talking to you like you're <laughs> out in podcast space somewhere. Um, yeah, just wanted to share both of those stories. Um, and, Brett, these were two kind of stories. You can't talk. So people do I think we paid you to be on the podcast today, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm here on my own. No, uh, no payments necessary. No, Shalomi, guys, I... Shalomi just started re-listening or catching up on episodes and she's going to just a hundred percent not believe me that we didn't just hire you to come hang out and talk about all that at the end. But <laughs> even hearing this, she's going to be like, I know you said that to try and throw me off the trail, but I know, I know what you did. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> Thank you for the My kind integrity words. is in check. <laughs> I'm not being paid. I'm still going to go smoke daniel in 2k right after we yes, get done with this podcast. break his soul <laughs> find find the most broken character in the game i think you know, ben yeah. simmons luca i don't know just destroy him 
there's well, I'm telling there's, him, hey, you're a great friend. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> but I will make you cry tears of anguish <laughs> 2K. <laughs> well, Brett, thrilled to see where we end up at the uh, end of this month with our coding challenge. And uh, hopefully you don't have any more really nice kind, you know, tear welling stories about Daniel and I and have something, you know, traumatic about us or uh, Oh, I, I think <laughs> I think I've decided in this moment that Andrew, we we have to come into the next episode and we're just going to share Brett stories. I like and that so, plan. Yeah, uh, as long as I get yeah. to talk about his exceptional physique and incredible strength in the gym. <laughs> oh, I I expect <laughs> nothing else. If, if 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 Andrew is telling a story about another man, that's almost certainly where <laughs> absolutely that's that's what I like talking about. But like for real, every what time we're talking we're... about next, if that's what we're going to talk about next podcast episode, I'm going to have that thing I repeat. I'm going to listen to it every night. Just you <laughs> talking about how awesome I yeah, I'll be all about it. <laughs> Anytime weights were moving, Daniel, you know, I'm like close to Daniel in some direction or other, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, Brett did this." I'm like, "No, that's just not fair." <laughs> yeah, I but, promise you are outlifting me right now, but I'm, I'm coming back. I'm on, I'm on the mend. Yeah, give it a month <laughs> and you'll be fine. <laughs> well, guys, we will uh, wrap this episode up to everybody listening. This was a sequel to the start of our challenge. So uh, if you were confused. That's a pun, Andrew. That's a pun. <laughs> Just want you to know it. I didn't. Dang it. You know what? Y'all can do the next episode. I, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, to everybody else listening, I hate puns. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we are thrilled that you guys came and joined us. Brett, thank you for hopping on with us. Uh, Daniel, I'm going to kick your butt at sequel. <laughs> so till uh, another 15 days or so, guys, we will have another episode for you. And until then, we look forward to connecting with you. <laughs>